Don't be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far. This is Coop and Cassius for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. Uh, delighted to be joined by Dalton Smith, who just scored uh, a stunning knockout victory over Nathan Bennett. Um, yeah, best punch of your career so far. Yeah, definitely. You know, I didn't even I didn't even know I was I was throwing the shot. I just just went and then, you know, he stumbled down. But you know, credit to Nathan. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him because he's a he's a great fighter, and I think he showed that. As the week was building, it was uh, a lot of emphasis on this being kind of your first real test, and you know, Nathan was coming here uh, with a potential deal with Eddie Hearn if he won. So there was a lot on the line for him. So I know you kind of didn't show it, but there must have been a little bit of pressure going into this fight for you. Oh, 100%. There were a lot of pressure on me because you know, that was my sixth fight. You know, I'm 23 years old. Nathan's had that was his 11th fight there looking on for the English title. So he's got experience. He's been in there with some, you know, on paper, he's been in with better kids than me as a professional. So there was a lot of pressure on me. I'm, you know, the top rising prospect from Matchroom on paper. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on me, but I, you know, I dealt with that. How important is it to you for, to keep that momentum with the level of opponent and, and, and step it up again next time? Yeah, like I think I just I showed my class there as well. To, to be honest, I thought it would have been a much tougher fight. But then again, I didn't see much footage on Nathan, so I had to deal with you know, what he was going to bring to me. But, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm in this for the long run. I'm not here to be st saying I'm going to be a world champion next year. That was my first step up there. It's early on in my career. And, you know, I'm not in a stage now to start calling people out. That was the first step for me to prove my class. And, you know, we'll keep it going from there. I'd have to ask, how was it? I mean, it was weird watching kind of even the first fight between uh, Bellotti and Gil and also your fight with Nathan. How did it feel to, to fight in this environment? <clears throat> to be honest, I was in the, I come out, looked at the arena and stuff, went in, started getting ready. And I come out for a second look, and usually when you're like at the O2, you think, oh yeah, the crowd's building up now. And I come out and I thought, there's no point in coming out. It's the same. There's no, there's not many more. There's not not any more people coming in. But you know, it's it's unbelievable what Eddie's put on here, and you know, it's a privilege to be a part of this. And you know, I put a great performance on to to put a cherry on the top. Eddie Hearn just sent uh, a couple of very positive tweets about yourself, but I'm assuming you haven't spoke to him because you would have gone straight from the ring straight yeah, to here. I, have see, I haven't seen him yet, so hopefully um, he's happy with my performance. Definitely. Uh, have you got any indication when you're going to be out next? Um, hopefully, if I can get out one, once or twice again this year, um, that'll that'll make four fights this year. And you know, as long as I stay active. But you know, I've got to thank Eddie for putting me on the show. You know, it shows he, he think he thinks a lot about me. And um, so yeah, I've just got to thank him and on to the next one. We do hope the crowds return because it's something that obviously is you know all I boxing that, fans. I think that's why you know I caught him with a shot and then I was like. Oh, what? <laughs> Usually you can hear the crowd like, whoa, and, and, and uh, obviously get a reaction, but there was nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the immediate future, but let's hope that uh, crowds can return at some point and uh, yeah, we'll get back to a little bit of normality. That's it, yeah, when we get back to normality, but this is how it is at the minute, and you know, it's great. It's, um, I've enjoyed every minute of it, so I've got to thank Sky, Eddie, and um, everyone at Matchroom. Dalton, congratulations. Great knockout win for you tonight, and uh, onwards and upwards. Best of luck, mate. Thank you, Coogan. Appreciate it. Don't be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far.
This is Cook and Cassis for Rifle TV in association with MTK Global. Well, fight camp is up and running. Uh, the first fight on the, the bill tonight between Jordan Gill and Reese Bellotti, and, and you've beaten Reese Bellotti and unanimous on all judges' scorecards. Uh, first of all, how do you feel? Feel all right, uh, not too bad. I felt like it was a really good fight, and I'm pleased to get off to a winning start and um, push on now. Did Reese perform how you expected him to perform tonight? Um, yeah, do you know what? I honestly didn't know what he was going to bring. Um, I thought he was he was good. I think he was a, he's a, he's. I always knew. I always respected Reese. Always thought he's a, a solid uh, domestic level fighter, um, and he proved it tonight. He, he gave me a good fight, and um, you know I had to be cautious at all times. You know I thought 90, 96, 94 was a bit close. Um, I felt like I was controlling it with my left hand. Um, obviously, I was I was. Um, trying just to do enough to win the rounds and uh, I felt like some rounds were close but um, I did feel like I was boxing towards us. I was going to ask that even though you was unanimous on all the scorecards but the actual scores itself what did you think about them? I've, I, do you know what um, what was it 97-93 and uh, I think that was probably that's probably about right I'd, I'd probably give him Two, two rounds, maybe two, three rounds. Um, but I, you know what? You never know when you're in there. I, I never know myself because some rounds I feel like I do a good job. And Dave comes back. I go back to the corner, get a bollocking. So um, and some rounds I, I think, all right, that was bad. And Dave's like, great, keep doing what you're doing. So um, I'm not a very good judge of my own performance. So um, I, I just listen to the instructions and try and follow them best as possible. It was weird, if we're being honest. I think that's probably because we're not massively used to it and uh, to kind of watch. Uh, these fights with without the atmosphere, without the crowd. But when you were fighting in there, I know you probably early on in your career you may have kind of fought on that five six o'clock spot where the crowd was less. But this was completely different, wasn't it? Yeah, it was completely different. Um, no, I caught with a couple of good shots, and I've, I feel like if there was a like if like, when I boxed in Peterborough, the crowd was electric, and I finished that kid, that the Mexican kid, because I think the crowd lifted me. And I feel like maybe if the crowd was there today, I would have put in a few more shots. But like I said, I, I, in the interview I just done, I was, I was boxing to orders. The whole camp, me and Dave, was working on not doing too much. We was just boxing to orders, controlling with my left hand, just doing enough, nice picking, um, poking, moving. You know, I got caught more than way more than I should have done. Um, but you know, I'm learning. I'm I'm learning all the time. Um, I'm, I'm getting the right fights now. Um, I come back with a good fight against Reese Bellotti. Um, I didn't. It's a fight that I didn't have to take. Um, they offered it to me, and they say, and they said, you know, we want 50-50 fights. And I say, yeah, let's go. I'm game. Um, I think I love the idea that Eddie's making it like the UFC, and we want competitive fights. So I'm willing to fight all comers. And um, you know, the featherweight division now um, is absolutely booming. So I'm looking forward to getting amongst it. And I think I shook off a lot of rust tonight. Um, it's probably about 18 months since I've had a competitive fight, and you know, I weren't right in that fight. So. It is what it is. I come back with um, a good win tonight. Um, all credit to Reese. I think that's the best Reese Bellotti uh, we've seen in the boxing ring because he's learnt from the experiences that he's had. He's learnt from the losses. He put it all in tonight and um, he left it all in the ring. And I'm quite glad to come away with the win. Shook off the rust. Um, shook off the demons because you know, even though we uh, we say we're all 100%, there's always always doubts there and always question marks because you might be looking 100% in the ring, inspiring, but. You know, until you do it in the ring, it doesn't count. And uh, tonight, I think I showed a little bit of what I'm about, and I'm looking forward to showing more in the coming months and years. Reese Bellotti, very credible name now on your uh, resume. Um, I'm sure everyone will agree with that. Who's next, Jordan? Um, I don't know. I think there's so many good names at Featherweight. Um, you know, I'd like. I think Reese Bellotti is a great domestic level fighter. I think he can come back now. Um, I hope he takes a lot from that fight. We had a really good fight. He's a top lad. Um, 
I hope he comes back and wins the British title and I think he's got it in him to do so. Um, I'd like to push on maybe European, look at um, some of the domestic, um, names past domestic level. You know, there's a lot of fighters that are um, coming back from, um, you know, world title losses or, you know, up, up at world level. So European and world level fights, that's what I want. Well, listen, I'm not going to take too much of your time. Congratulations. You don't actually have any other media to talk to, so I was the last one. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to uh, try and get a word with Dave in a second, but congratulations. Uh, fight camp up and running, and uh, you're uh, started with a winning fight tonight. I'm going to get my hands x-rayed because I fucking broke it. <laughs> Your hands? Yeah. yeah. Right hand's done. That's why I use my left one, but we're all right. Uh, we're all, all right, right. go and get that checked out then. Hopefully that's okay. I'll give it a month to kiss it better. All right, Jordan, thank you very much. <laughs>
Don't be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far. This is Coon Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're at Fight Camp, week one, fight three. We've got the new English heavyweight champion, Fabio Waldley. Uh, who stopped Simon Vanilli tonight. Uh, there was a, a lot said before the fight. It was uh, the most talked about thing all week, actually, your your press conference with Simon. But um, like you just said to Matchroom there, it's uh, respect after. Yeah, always. Like like you see, I, I I respect boxing for what it is. We're there to do a job. It's, it's professional. And and there, I think in the in the build-up, the bite between us was genuine. It was like... He he felt that I was overrated, and I felt that he should he should have more respect when it comes to me. And and then once you share the ring with someone, and you you take a few licks from each other, it's it's a different kind of respect. Once that's all over, there's you 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 piece it up and give a little hug and say well done. Talk to me about the finish. It was uh, seemed to be a left hook that kind of did the initial work, and then. Uh, a barrage of shots against the rope and eventually the referee bring it to a halt. But, um, yeah, just kind of talk me through that, Fabio. Yeah, that uh, catch-counter left hook is something me and the team have been working on a lot. It's, um, it, it seemed to come through perfectly there. I, like, I don't know if the, if the cameras or anything caused it, but I went back to the... At the end of the second, I spoke to my team and I said, I know where the gaps are now. I know, I know what to do and I'm going to go in for the kill. So I did that. It came off well. And, like I say, once I saw him rocked and stumble, it's... It's maximum violence all the way. We got stuck in, so I loved it. I'm assuming you haven't checked your phone yet because you've come straight from the ring, but I'm sure there's a, a message on there from, from Dillian White to you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He'll, he'll have a good message on there. He gave me a nice call and a, a nice message before the fight just saying, look, I know what you can do, so do your thing. And I hope I went out there and did that and, and made him proud and, and showed him that I'm, I'm worth all the time and effort that he's put into me, which is a lot, and I can't thank him enough because he didn't need to do that. He didn't know me like that initially, and... Our relationship and stuff built over time. So, like I say, I'm thankful to him for for putting that putting that faith in me. I saw a few people not kind of questioning your your credentials, but maybe questioning how good you really are. And I think you answered another question tonight. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Like, like I was saying in the build-up, if you put mine and Simon's careers side by side on paper, and even before that. You should say that he's the favourite. He's the guy with all the experience, all the age, everything on me. He should be the favourite and he should come out on top. But it didn't turn out that way. It turns out that I did. So I think that proves there that the hype is real and I'm here for the stay. What is an ideal next opponent for you? Or who is an ideal next opponent for you? I know there's probably names ticking in the head and you're probably thinking, well... I don't mind. Like like Dill said, like Eddie said earlier in the week, that anyone that he's put to deal about me, we've always said yes. So we, we take all comers. Anyone can get it, like Dill says, and I don't mind. It's just, I want to stay busy. That's the thing. I want to stay as busy. So, Eddie, next next week, Dill's fight, put me on that one. So, yeah, that's what I want to do. If I can get on that, yeah, then. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you, yeah. After that fight, I did go up to Eddie, and I know that like Martin Bacoli is looking for an opponent currently. Is he? Yeah, so I've heard. So um, I just kind of chuck that in, but that's three weeks away, and that's may- maybe one for a, a little bit further down the maybe, line. Maybe, but like I say, I'm ready. I didn't take I didn't t- take really any punishment in there. My hands are nice. I feel good. I feel fresh. So if the call comes for for Dill's fight in week four fight camp, I guess I'll see you in the bubble again. <laughs> I think it's been a, a, 
a, a good but taxing time for everyone involved in the bubble. And unless you've been in the bubble, you won't quite get how quite, uh, get, you quite get what, what it is. To live in but, the Big Brother yeah, house, yeah. Chris Salagar pacing up and down constantly yeah. through your window. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But congratulations. Great win for you tonight. Like I said, I think you answered another question and you'll be answering these questions and as, you, as your career goes on. Yeah, That's expected. Not, this isn't the end. This isn't, oh, tick off. I'm serious now. Everyone take me in. This, this is just one box of many that we've ticked off to say that I can match myself with someone with a good ABA pe pedigree. There's different questions in there. You still didn't get me hit. You still didn't see me under massive amounts of pressure. You didn't see what I was like when I take a shot and how I can come back and stuff. So there's more questions to be answered and I welcome them all. I was thinking about our first interview we'd done. I think you'd only had maybe a couple of fights. Yeah. Um, it was with um, Merv Turner yeah, put, Merv. put me on to you. And that was, I don't know, maybe that was about three or four years long, ago long now. Time ago. I think it was a long, long time ago. I came to um, a press conference just with Merv just to kind of get the vibe of things. That was when back I was on the small hall shows and stuff. So I just kind of wanted to feel that vibe and see what it was like and stuff and then a few years later on with Dill at my own press conferences so it's funny how life goes. Absolutely. Fabio congratulations new English heavyweight champion um, I don't know what you're going to go and do to celebrate but probably a back few to beers. a few beers. Fair enough that's, that's all good and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. Lovely thank you. Seconds out, delighted to be joined by unbeaten featherweight Mick Conlon. How you doing? All good, Danny. How are you, mate? I'm good. Not not as good as you in sunny Epsom, about to tuck into some lovely food, I imagine. But yeah. although, how much are you allowed to eat? What's the what's the situation? I'm good. I'm very good. Um, my weight's fantastic. I can eat what I want really at the minute. Um, I'm very very close already. I'm I'm feeling good. And you've probably seen listeners talk again and me go back to 122 which is you know i could probably do 122 for this fight if i really wanted to what um is the bakery habit eased off now you're back in camp it did it lasted for um three weeks and then uh i says nah i can't keep doing this if i do this i will end up with a certain middleweight so you know i can't uh i can't be doing it you said uh, the 122 pounds is an option once again i know we talked about it before you're in a very yeah. good position, rankings-wise, at 126. What would be the thing yeah. mind going down? Do you just think you might be more effective there? Well, if you think um, back before in the Keaton fight, I was talking about going to 122, um, and then the Keaton fight stopped that because he wasn't going to fight at 122. So, you know, the fact that I, that was the only reason I kind of stopped. And I've always said, kind of pre-pro, I want to be Ireland's first ever three-year world champion. Uh, in my opinion... For me to be able to do that, it has to be 120, 122, 126, 130. You know, I, I don't feel I'm, I'm probably not big enough for um, 135. So, you know, uh, I definitely think that would be the three weeks I could do it in. And, and, and it's a 100% in the same goal in my mind. And I really want to do it. Does that mean when or if Carl Frampton still fights Jamel Herring, you'll be hoping Herring gets the job done so you can still make history? Listen, it doesn't matter who. Um, <laughs> I think by the time I'm at one thirty, none of those guys may be here. You know what I mean? Oh no! So, but I mean, he could become the Ireland's first three-weight world champion first. Oh well, of course, is it? I'm happy. Listen, he's he's at the minute in my in my mind, he's Ireland's greatest ever fighter, and he set the bar and set the standard. 
I'm well afraid to do so. So, you know, if he went and done it, unbelievable. I'd be really, really happy for him. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hold any envy over that. That's that's an unbelievable achievement, and if he can do it, I'd be, I'd be delighted. So, do you think? I mean, I'll just have to, I'll just have to start with a second. Yeah. Do you think you'd be willing to give up the opportunity of a featherweight belt to go down and get the one twenty two belt first? Is that the way you see well, it? I- I think I think we've already got position now to be mandatory for the one twenty two table. So um, we spoke with Bob. Uh, Bob asked the question, "Could we still make it?" And I've come out of lockdown in a better position mentally, physically, and weight ways than I ever went back in the training camp. So um, that why that's why we say one hundred percent is an option. Um, we can do it. So he had a word with the WBO to say, "Want to get me moved into the." The 122 rankings. Um, I'm working the me. so he says, "Well, if he's number one on things, so we're going to have to put him number one as mandatory for the winner of Fulton and Leo." I think. Yeah, because they're fighting soon for the the vacant oh, belt. First, yeah, Saturday. So you're in a great position for a potentially a vacant title shot of Feather, but now it's looking like a vacant title shot of 122. What, what do you make of those two guys that are fighting for the title? Have you seen much of them? Yeah, listen, I've seen, I remember the first time I actually seen Fulton um, was after the 2012 Olympics. I went over to, uh, it was like a like a little party trip for me. I went over to Philadelphia with uh, Holy Family Boxing Club uh, from Belfast. And I ended up fighting his teammate at 135. And I was only a 114 fighter at the time. So, wow. um, and I, if I'm honest, I, I got a I got a bad decision in there, but I didn't care because I was just there to have a party and get drunk. Um, but I seen him then, and he fought some kid there, and I was I wasn't I wasn't too impressed. There was a lot of a lot of talk about him, but I wasn't too impressed. And I've seen him as a pro, and he's played a lot of undefeated fighters, so gotta give him his credit, and I do rate him. Um, I haven't seen as much of Leo. Um, if I'm honest, I haven't seen any of Leo, but I've heard a lot about him, and I heard he's a good fighter, so. I'll be interested on Saturday when 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 they fight. I'll tune in Sunday morning and uh, have a watch. Will you be? Sounds busy over there. Will, will you be um, dropping down in weight during camps going forward from now to try and see how your body adapts to a lighter weight when you're sparring and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Listen, I, I I'm later now sparring than what I've ever been, and I'm feeling great. I feel physically. I, I actually am in terms of my S and C stats and stuff. I'm stronger than I've been. Um, I'm. I, I'm fitter than I've ever been at the minute. So I'm expecting something really big on, on August 15th. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about fighting in front of no fans. That's something different. And that's something I feel that hearing those studs and hearing that breathing and the wincing is, is it has really put a little spark in me and a little further. So um, I'm interested to see what it's going to be like. I, I think I could make 122 right now if I really wanted to. But... No, this fight was set at 126. Uh, to cook this 126 as a 126 fighter, so it can't really change at night. And you mentioned to coach, obviously, a, a good test, former European champion. Yeah. But a lot of people, UK wise, certainly will remember him from uh, getting blasted out by Josh Warrington yeah. around a yeah. year ago. Does that put you, in a sense, in a no win situation? In that if you blast him out early, it's the same. Yeah. If you don't, you know. Yeah, listen, I think so. Um, it kind of does. But at the same time, that's not the push I'm expecting. Uh, expecting. And that was a Josh Warrington, who, whose confidence is sky high being a world champion. You know, when you become a world champion, 
I think your level raises, and you can see that with Josh Warrington um, from the front fight on, and his level has has went up. So I'm expecting a hard fight. Takush is only other two defeats have been a split decision and a majority decision. So he's no he's no pushover. Um, Warrington done the job on him. Can you see me still? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Got, got a phone call. Got a phone caller. Um, Warrington done the job on him, but. You know, I think I'll go in there and do a job. I don't. I'm not. I'm not expecting to go in there and blast him out in three rounds. Um, I, I, I'm. I expect to take him out, and I'm going to take him out. But at the same time, I. I don't want to rush my work and do something that isn't natural to my stay. Assuming all goes well against Cooch, do you expect that 122 pound title shot to come before the end of this year, or is it more likely to be 2021? I, I'll have it next. I'll have it next if. It, if if it's possible, I'll have it next. hundred percent. I don't. I know I don't need to test myself and see how I'm feeling during that weight because I've done all the stats and we've done all the tests and we've done the tests when I used to sit much heavier than what I have been sitting since I've come out of lockdown and it was really achievable to make it then. But it's going to be even more achievable now. So I think it's just something that has kind of it's a spark me again. The talk of this being a three world champion, and listen, people talk on Twitter and say shit, whatever they want to say, but I've always said I'll be a three world champion, and I do believe I'll achieve that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest thing standing in your way at the moment would be the travel restrictions getting over to the US, because presumably that's yeah. where the fight would be, or, or is there a chance it would be in Ireland? I don't know. Um, they'll be the champion, so they'll probably have the kind of say where it'll be, or whether or not the ESPN. Money can, can can swear to be somewhere else, um, but if it's in if it's in America, Vegas or New York, happy happy days. I mean, it, it's, it's no problem. Um, I know they're both with Showtime, kind of. So, you know, that could be a possibility for a, a Fury Whaler undercard. Well, you put it out there now. What is it? Speak speak it into um, speak it into existence. That's yep. it. One hundred percent. Um, what's the mood like in the gym at the moment? Because I'm guessing there's some of you that have got dates already in the diary. Some of yeah. you are still waiting to find out. Is everyone kind of pushing each other on as usual? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, we've got Abbas Baru, who you've been speaking to a few times I've seen. He's in the gym and, and he's a great guy. Well, he's he's really Jack Colquhart, isn't he? Uh, he's, a, he's a hard trainer, a hard guy. But also a really funny, unassuming kind of guy too. Um who I like to be around, and then obviously my, my teammate who's sitting here having lunch with me, Harlem Eubank. Um, Josh isn't in yet, but he's coming in soon, so um, Harlem, me and Harlem, we bounce off each other, push each other every single day, so the energy in the gym has been great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm not mad. It's probably the, one of the best camps I've had, just of the enjoyment, the mood, and then obviously because I'm having no problems making weight, it makes it so much easier. What happened to the plan of you and Josh um, taking a, a flat together? Is that still happening? Because obviously lockdown came It's still in. happening. Lockdown kind of put a stop to it, didn't it, at the, at the minute. So I'm waiting these back down before we get things sorted. But, you know, hopefully hopefully by next camp we'll be in, we'll be in the flat together. And, you know, Josh, as usual, will probably be up to the cocaine and the hookers. You never know. But <laughs> Last time <laughs> you, know, you said this, you told me to take it out. And then you told me to put it back in. So I just want to make sure <laughs> you know what you're saying. <laughs> Josh loves it. He's okay. Don't worry about him. Have you got Have you got the same number of kids now? Not not as you as before two. as Josh. I mean, yes. No, Josh has two now. Josh has two now. So um, I think he's. I think he's getting it rough. He's, he's always ringing me. Oh, the kids are doing this. I can't sleep. So he's a stresshead, so. though, isn't he? He's a big warrior. He does. He always worries. He always worries. 
you need to give him some fatherly advice, like literally, to, uh, parenting advice. <laughs> I'll not give him parenting advice right now. Fuck off and do a training camp somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go home for long periods. Yeah. Uh, right, well, it's been great to catch up with you. Um, I look forward to seeing it. you in the gym sometime soon when, when everything's yes, definitely, definitely. Yes, yeah. see you down there with your face mask and all on. Oh, Such gloves. Look even more like a serial killer than I already do, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, Just wait. don't bring that down the next time. Hannibal Flexer. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Oh, Good yeah, stuff, mate. All right. I'll see you soon. And uh, best of luck yes, with the Cooch and the preparations. Thank Come you, Nick. Take care. All the best. Don't be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far. No one really knows. Will you be tuning in to uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr.? I'm sorry to say, mate, but uh, yes, I am. Well, don't be sorry. I know, but I, I don't want to see it happen because I idolise Mike Tyson. It's an exhibition though, I think that's I been made clear. I idolise Mike Tyson, no, well, it shouldn't be, that should just be a normal fight. I idolise Mike Tyson and in my opinion, Roy Jones is the greatest fighter that boxing's ever seen. A prime Roy Jones is the best thing I've ever seen, ever. But no one even, no one in my mind or opinion is better than him. If Roy Jones Jr. retires after he beats John Ruiz, he goes down as the greatest fighter that's ever lived. It's just purely because he carried on further than he should have. Uh, that he hasn't been given that title. But 100%, if Roy Young Jr. would have retired after that John Ruiz fight, he is the greatest fighter of all time, in my opinion. And there's no arguments, no one would say anything. Uh, on the same hand, Mike Tyson's probably the one of the biggest reasons I got into boxing and loved it so much. The most vicious and ruthless heavyweight I've ever seen in my life. Uh, seen him live twice, he's just a phenomenon. So just out of intrigue, you'd watch it more so, I think, that's you know, with everyone. Don't get me wrong, their age comes into it, but I'm not going to lie, if these fellas put fucking slippers and pyjamas on and, and had a fight, I'd still pay to watch it. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm in awe of both men. I've, I've been very fortunate to have been around both men at certain times in my life, uh, and they're just the heroes and icons of mine, and I don't have many people who have put on that kind of level. I, I don't have many at all, actually. So, just heroes mate fucking legends icons whatever you want to do these men are boxing to me and I don't care if they're fucking 65 I'd pay I'd pay whatever you want me to pay to see it but are in the prime Jesus Christ I mean Roy Jones Jr's prime is just the most fucking frightening thing I've ever seen just the most uh, closest thing to unbeatable you will ever see I'm telling you Coogan he was just so equal in offence and defence had one punch power the balance the speed the explosiveness an unbelievable athlete and then you've got Tyson just raw vicious power along with speed skill the the best head movements I've ever seen of anyone on the, on the attack going forward you know his, his offence was his defence because he was that good you know the most vicious ruthless heavyweight the world's ever seen 